Hello everyone and welcome to this Wild Race podcast with Yasmeen, the beautiful Yasmeen. Hello. Hello loves, good to be here. Thank you for coming. Yeah, me and Yazi have been friends for a, a couple of years now. We've been in each other's lives. Yazi's a Ista facilitator and a priestess of the Egyptian mysteries and I just love the way that you really bring the the ancient into the modern and the way that you're able to weave mm. history and mystery into, into this time and especially in this time on the planet when oh, mm. is, is chaotic and, and unknown. I feel like this work, what you're bringing is so potent. Like it's, a, it's really a medicine for, for our planet. Mm. So thank you. Mm, thank you love and just feeling yeah how we met also in Hyde and mystery school and just feeling more and more of us with this ancient memory coming together to revive and bring that back into this yeah the this kind of birthing new civilization so yeah and we've been trying to do this podcast it feels for months <laughs> and I was like it's gonna happen and it was all about timing and today when we didn't plan it it happens <laughs> No, it was having yeah. the way that the chaos just organizes itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect flow. Yeah. And the way in which we met, like we met through a temple and that is really yeah. based on, on the ancient temples. Um, and I love the way that they're landing on the planet now more and more. So there's a calling for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, in, in, in Egypt or in Kemet, the, the temples were called houses of life, like, you know, there's this idea that temples are these dry, dusty places that are like empty and void of something that once was alive, but actually they're just temples of life, so I feel like as we come together in temple, we come together to be alive together, so... Mm. Yeah, we come to make love, we come to eat, we come to, you know, ritual, we come to ceremony, we come to appreciate one another, mm -hmm. see one another. So, yeah. yeah, babies were born in temples, you know, <laughs> in temples, people dying in temples, like, you know, just life happened, just life happened in temples. Yeah, it's a place to be human. And then it's also a place to be super cosmic as well it's a place mm -hmm. to feel everything it's a place to feel everything and my sense is that it's been yeah it's taken so long for these temples to re-emerge is because the, the planet like really just wasn't ready for it yet mm -hmm. but they're starting to move into this Aquarian age in, into this Aquarian time we can already see the structures as as we knew them they're starting to collapse and slowly people are moving out into into the countryside into in with nature reconnecting with nature and this is where these temples are are popping up yeah definitely with community mm -hmm. yeah yeah planting gardens and eating food and <laughs> yeah living together yeah yeah are you um are you actually are you thinking of maybe moving to a to a community or what are your plans right so I unexpectedly moved to Portugal 
<laughs> and <laughs> it was not in my radar at all. Casually moving to Portugal. I wouldn't say casually. It was my heart in a way. It was love. It was a surfer. <laughs> it was the surf. But it was also then realizing that a lot of my loves are already there and that the land is inviting it's already got a lot of embodied um, and really grounded communities there. So it was the place to start to learn the architecture or the living patterns of, you know, really bringing this into matter, this dream of living together in community, but actually really making it happen. So there's a lot of that happening there. And there is already a bunch of us, so to say, tribe um, with land that are now looking at creating, yeah, community. And so it's happening. Mm. I mean, I do sorry I feel like the word community actually just it just doesn't do it justice because it's so much more than a community with people who are in high vibrational beings people have been really you know delving into yeah like the, the inquiry of of the self and there's such a deep yeah. awareness so it's it's more than a community because I feel like it's actually some sort of magical experiment to see what mm. wants to birth from this it actually feels like yeah everyone's midwifing something that that's greater than that's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me totally I do see the magic is in co-creation I just feels like this time where there's this being who has a dream and a vision who's struggling to make it happen and sometimes it does happen by just good fortune but then it's um yeah it's a it can be lonely or the fruits are not shared whereas I feel like when we come together and co-create there's a magic to that there's a joy like a simple joy I feel like I'm a divine child when I co-create with others in this realm and make my life a better world to be in where I can feel happy and then that just of course emanates and when everyone's emanating that joy of creativity um, something just beautiful happens and life takes over and I feel yeah the word there is magic like earth living magic I do feel like that's how the ancients worked that they they strive to become or be not they just were some of the divine children <laughs> there's even an image of a pharaoh who ruled upper and lower egypt drinking from the breast milk of isis looking like a baby it's like mm-hmm. okay when i'm in the realm of you guys like spirit realm you know like earth you know like, yeah just the realm of you know the powerful forces of nature then i'm a child and i get to play in this world mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it does take I feel a knowing of one's integrity and alignment to be able to do that and when more and more beings have done the work together and come into their own alignment and integrity then just yeah worlds open up yeah yeah it really feels like feels that way you know when these beings come together like there's something there's some sort of spark and there's a current and there's a there's a deeper listening yeah yeah Yeah, and the other word is responsibility which I feel is part of a lot of the work is like bringing it all back to become completely 100% responsible even if it's like I want to make someone else responsible it's like well actually no you know I'm gonna take responsibility again for this so being with responsible beings is just it's like a whole other incredible wave you know Mm -hmm. yeah but it takes a lot to 
keep bringing everything back to self-responsibility so yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and I'm just kind of seeing you know like the, the the globe and the way that the current's moving as well and the way that you know certain countries are are opening up to temples where the land is like really vibrating and it's calling people in. I know in Costa Rica, there's a temple that's it's just starting to emerge. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm noticing, I'm having conversations with people about Costa Rica and there's, there's like a, there's a vibration there. Like there's a calling and the land is like, okay, mm. I'm ready. I'm ready to hold this. And I love seeing that, like where people are pulled to and drawn to, because each country really holds its own, yeah, like its own vibration, whether it's that of like, uh, like aligning with like the heart chakra or the sacral, uh, the pastoral mm. feels to be like a really, like a, like a robust, like a fiery, loving kind mm. of energy. And it oh, really turns me on thinking about <laughs> <laughs> being there it's just like, oh, yeah, I that's, juicy. It. I that's for me <laughs> yeah yeah gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah I can he- I hear you it feels like you're already you're already there darling. <laughs> I feel like I'm already there yeah I've already been yeah. having the conversations it's just um yeah like the situation in Australia at the moment is it feels really grim honestly yeah it's very pressed and there's not really anywhere for us to move I can't even get into my home state um, wow. yeah uh, people in the cities are really yeah like they're really angry and depressed and when I speak to family they're just yeah they've been in lockdown for over 200 days and yeah there, there's a real vibration of fear and uh suicide rates are not spoken about even though they're significant you know there have been reports but they're not really displaying the reports so yeah it's it's weird to feel like the rest of the world is kind of like starting to you know come back to life and and move in a more um, easeful way but in Australia it's just yeah Mm -hmm. we're going that way anytime soon yeah so there's a heavy feeling here yeah like I feel that yeah there's uh, also in Europe you know there's places where really beings who are vaccinated can can have their freedom back and others who aren't are also restricted so it does feel like as we speak of temples landing and communities and there's this joy in our voice and in our heart like I can feel the the joy and the sparkle almost of what's what's happening and then also this other side of the world that for me feels like some somewhat even like a sinking ship and that I feel like nature's intelligent and it's part of the divine plan like there's nothing wrong with what's happening it's in a way part of the whole journey um and I do feel that these community temples that are gathering are not in a way isolated from the reality of the world and not to say that we are needing to process all that heaviness and grief and you know but that we're not blocking it out as part of the reality and that we are open to feel it all and um 
in a way that the creations that come here are a way to inspire and uplift the hearts of those who are maybe feeling the heavy dread or drowning of something that it actually uplifts. So yeah, that's why I love the work with the Egyptian mystery so much is that ultimately it all leads to weighing your heart against a feather. And so how light is your heart, you know? And the word enlightenment of the mind, I feel for the Egyptians, it was more the enlightenment of the heart was ultimately the final doorway you'd walk through. So I feel the heart is being deeply tested now. Can I, can I, you know, offer up my worry, my anxiety, my fears, my doubts, my, and just keep offering it up and surrendering, trusting that there is a kind, benevolent, <laughs> loving universe. And yeah, the journey of the heart, I feel is very entwined in all of this. And mm, yeah, but to say I trust the universe when one is, when I, you know, feel any pressure coming even from the surrounding around me to do things that I don't want to do for me it's hard to say yeah I can trust but I do feel that's also tested a lot right now I'm like yeah so I'm just more and more every day now learning to uplift my heart coming out of you know whether it's being in the world the way it is whether it's coming out of a relationship or just to keep learning the art of uplifting my heart and not taking it on, taking things so to heart, so personally, and letting it drag me down. And I feel there is a choice there. And we have that choice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Being, uh, like what's required of us really at this time is to, is to trust and to surrender to what. Yeah. In a big mm. way. And. I have felt, you know, what you're speaking into there, like the the journey of the heart. I was, uh, yeah, trying to get back to to my state. My grandmother is quite sick and she needed to be cared for, and so I applied for an exemption to to come back and to to look after. I applied twice, and I had a letter from her doctor and a statement from her, and I was rejected. And I realized that this system doesn't take into account the heart mm. there is no space for our emotional mm. body there is no space for, for for our humanness it's such a rigid system that it just doesn't it doesn't care for that mm-hmm. i'm just starting to really taste the the personality of this system mm. how can we move with it because it's 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 different it's quite forceful and it's rigid it's not it's not human Mm. how can our heart continue to stay online in this time when there are so many uh, like barriers and regulations and restrictions that that are are not human that aren't aligning with our with our true essence which is love right Right, I hear you, and they are, I feel, quite human too, because there's an aspect to our humanity, I feel, that is so afraid to receive love, Mm. to what might happen, the power that comes through receiving love. So in a way, I, I hear you, it's inhumane, and at the same time, I feel it does reflect humanity, 
Mm. That, yeah, I mean, some of the most, even myself, <laughs> after years of work and others who've done years and years of work, receiving love can be hard <laughs> to mm. actually let it in and to feel the abundance and the uplifting and the magic and the beauty and the, especially the power that comes along with that. So yeah, I feel like this is exercising the muscle of our ability to receive love, to feel goodness again, that there is goodness in the human heart and um, yeah, and to keep cracking our hearts open. And I do feel the tears are important. Um, you know grieving is important but without getting dragged down because into the grief I feel there's like an endless bottomless ocean <laughs> that once that is opened it can you know it never ends until there's a choice to say okay I've grieved good medicine but now I'm ready to resurface <laughs> there's only so much but yeah I do feel that it is an important process of grieving um which is very much the Isis mysteries that I work with um, or the Osset mysteries is around, yeah, allowing the heart to grieve. It means actually letting your tears flow. She's connected to water and we've got to cry. You know, crying is so important. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then the poem of Nasia of... Um, of Khalil Gibran comes is like from the prophet is like only through the deepest sorrow can we know the great heights of joy so you know they're, they're complementary they're like two wings of a bird you're like the deeper the sorrow and the grief is the lighter the heart the more joy can enter and be experienced so not to make it like grieve grieve and it's like <laughs> oh, oh my god is this ever gonna end yeah, I feel there's a lot of comfort in tears. There's a lot of comfort in grieving. There's a great medicine to it because ultimately something feels better after. I used to love crying. I still do. I love crying. <laughs> like when I remember specifically when I was a girl and a teenager, I was like, I'm going to go to my bedroom now and cry because I just love lying in my cushions mm. and like having a good cry and then coming back and feeling much better. So yeah. To the dead. Yeah. we learn how to cry again you know <laughs> it's very soothing it's soothing and ecstatic at the same time you know I've recently just gone through this phase of, of grief like this time of deep grief and sadness and there was moments when it was like so ecstatic like I was just I was so in it I was so in the like present with every mm. second of that emotion Mm -hmm. that it was almost like a like a meditation but my whole mm. body was just mm. it was like a joyful grief it's like yes I want to be grieving I want to be feeling this I'm human I have these emotions yeah. I I'm feeling I'm alive it's life yeah, yeah. beautiful mm. yes and yeah, I feel like grieving is so important. It's so easy to distract, like with what we have now as social media, technology, movies, Netflix, to choose grieving over watching a movie <laughs> from what I've seen from, you know, dear beings around me or just like, um, or just seen generally is that there's a very, now it's so much easier to get addicted to distractions yeah. than to actually feel the pain that is there. And 
you know, like even in lockdown, the amounts of, you know, how much things were viewed, the percentage of how many people just sat and watched TV or movies or porn all day, as opposed to just sitting and feeling, it's like there's, you know, there's an ability to, to, to not, to numb oneself. And the other part is also to not indulge in these, you know, to go for a ride with the emotional body, which I've also done before. And years ago, I remember, I opened up that lid. I was like, yeah, emotions, grieving. Finally, I've got it. And I just went for that ride. <laughs> like, always feeling. And, you know, there's like a point where it's like, okay, there's the emotional heart. But then there's also, a, like, just recently, my beautiful African mentor is like, you've got two hearts. You know, you've got your emotional heart, but you've also got your heart of will, which is the heart of power. And so you can love from either place. And they're important that they're actually integrated. But are you just going to sit and, bring your emotions up every time or you're going to access power through your emotions and that made that just hit me right home I'm like right <laughs> I've been emotional feeling like okay this is amazing to move all my energy and my emotions but there comes a moment it's like okay now what what's deeper what's mm. underneath that and there is this clear love you know this love that there's just vibe and with power and it isn't it isn't in a way, um, yeah, kind of like influenced by the emotional body. It's just steady there. It's like, yeah, you know, as opposed to, yeah, I'm open and I'm grieving and it's beautiful. And now I'm sad and I'm happy and I'm this, I'm that. It's like, but to actually feel like, oof, there's a steady heart with a powerful heart, but it's like steady there just at the back. It's like rested, you know? So, um, yeah. Mm. yeah. Just witness these different ways of feeling, yeah or not feeling <laughs> I know what you mean I've been on that ride before it's like yes my heart I'm feeling so much and there's so many waves and memories and oh I can feel what it was like to be that age and that those same mm -hmm. emotions but it sometimes starts to spiral and to loop and but okay I'm feeling all these things things are illuminating I'm feeling and now what like how can mm -hmm. I move forward with this wisdom yeah. of the heart how can i move mm. with it how can i use it as a strength um, yeah yeah because sometimes it, like yeah i can get lost in it and then how long can that go for before I start to move forward so yeah thanks for bringing that in the, the will of the heart mm. yeah the will to love the will to to love yeah it feels like a very masculine and the will to love <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the emotional body is so watery so there is always I feel it is yeah to have both the rock and the water like to be able to to be journeying with both and oh I'm such a watery like my emotions are like water I've got this way I can just sit and feel all day and just get swept away by it and so I've really had to exercise this ability to come back and and, and, and hold myself in more presence and I do feel that's a beautiful part training that muscle you know it's really is important it's key to not getting swept away by especially now like the world we live in there's so much to feel i just have to tune in and plug into animals like just just the meat industry and i'm already can be crying for hours like it's just so hard for that part of my heart and my child and my body and my animal body to accept you know so and then just keep coming back to okay 
give that to myself what I'm feeling is not you know like give myself that nourishment am I really nourishing myself why am I actually really grieving this maybe it's because I'm not giving it to myself maybe there's something in me that's malnutritioned like feed myself with all the things that I feel are lacking so that I'm fully nourished I'm in my power and that's the only way I feel like if we keep more and more of us nourish ourselves feed ourselves with our power and illumination and strength and actually we are a force of difference otherwise it's just oh my god look at that and I'm feeling it and yet then beautiful great first step but like, I feel like some of us are really you know standing for something right now and yeah and I don't feel like we can do that alone so uh, we also can't do that in lack and neediness and anxiety and needing each other to fill our cups you know there's like a way it's like okay am I giving it to myself no well now take some time and nourish yourself and the parts of you that are lacking yeah mm. Mm of the heart comes in as well like the, the courageous heart you know the one that feels so much and so full and oh, especially in this time but then to be able to move forward like in that like whilst feeling all of these parts and mm. as well like wow there's nothing like the courage of the heart and like showing yeah. up in that yes and even the word courage is like core which is the heart and rage and there's like this beautiful element also to rage mm -hmm. that there is something about feeling the fury like the the wild beast that roars and says enough or like fuck <laughs> so important and that's another force of nature in egypt which is the lioness or the lion energy which uh, was so important to creating order back in the chaos is this energy of rage you know like rage is important it has the power to shift and create new new kind of architectures, new models, new ways, you know, but it has to kind of, the old has to burn with that rage, like the fire of rage. I love rage too. Yeah. <laughs> like all the emotions are beautiful, but especially having a good rage, you know, session. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really missing a rage circle right about now. <laughs> that could be fun. What day is it? No, it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday. Mm. It's, it's rage day today. Yeah. But it, like speaking of the world going through grief, you know, it does it, like often um, the grief lies underneath the rage and sometimes it's much easier. Like, you know, there's actually a lot of anger. Um, but yeah, so it comes out as protests and like, you know, fighting, but that's one way to express rage. But then there's just the rage and the heart itself, which, like you said, so beautifully is our courage, you know. So, yeah. Mm. I've spoken to chaos before. Um, so chaos is something that's been coming up for me quite a bit recently and um, just in discussions with um, a few of our tribe Aquarian brothers and sisters around like okay so it seems like this Aquarian time is really calling in chaos and how can we yeah move with chaos how is chaos supported does chaos have a structure all of these questions so yeah I was wondering like what do, what do the Egyptian mystery like how does how, how do the Egyptian mysteries delve into chaos Mm hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. 
yeah, chaos is inevitable. It's one of the five children of earth and sky, like mother, mother sky and father earth. And this chaos seeks to create destruction. And with it comes the birth of our human emotions of jealousy, spite, envy, vengeance, regret, like all these things are birthed from this force of destruction. So it's also adds another depth and layer to our, to like our emotions and to our inner kind of psyche and world. Chaos is important, but then also there's the laws of nature were the highest attained. When one attuned their vibration to the laws of nature, there is nothing really called chaos. In essence, the planets move around the sun, nothing really, there's like a perfect mathematical kind of vibration. There is nothing really that seeks destruction or chaos other than uh, basically our human psyche or you know some aspects of our, um, yeah, of our human kind, of, the fabrication of our human mind and psyche. But when we attune ourselves, which was a very important part, is reaching ma'at, you listen, you're tuned to, the harmonious sound or the vibration of nature itself. So nothing ever goes out of order. Imagine if like a comet suddenly decided or a planet decided, you know what, I'm just gonna get off course right now and just like, it's gonna collide with something else in the universe. But even if there is things that are colliding, it's part of the perfect kind of mathematical tapestry. So mathematics don't have chaos basically. And they were like into, you know, precision, clarity, beauty, symmetry. So, Chaos exists, but we, in a way, seek chaos to remember ourselves. That's why we have chaos. As, as a human soul or as the human psyche, we forget. So this energy is like trickster energy. It seeks. Um, but if we look really deep into the heart of matter, we won't find any chaos. We'll find just a vibration of the vibration of nature itself, which is always attuned to the vibration of love, to the heart. There's no chaos in that. It just is right it just is so yeah so there's like layers and there's temple gates to move through and part of our I feel part of us yeah be, feeling our fear is another big one because the fear will in a way create this like you know sense of oh you know being afraid of something kind of takes us off the course of really listening to what's really there. We don't see things as they really are. We create filters because of our fear. So journeying through the layers of fear, journeying into the temple of fear, into all the different gateways of the different temples until we come to that place where we see clearly we're not fabricated. Our minds, our illusions, are. there's no illusions. We're basically seeing things as they are. And in that, there is no chaos. But then there's a health, I feel like what you're also saying, there's another chaos is sometimes things need to be shaken up. And it's just an energy of the trickster energy. It's like kind of, it leads us back to our heart. So when we're off course, and we are in a way we forget, we remember, we forget, we remember, we go to bed, we don't remember what happens to our soul, where it goes at night. Like <laughs> It does leave our body and journey through the stars. We don't remember that. So we're like, okay, forgetting, remembering, forgetting, remembering. <laughs> so there's a trickster energy is like, okay, I'm going to kind of make you forget a lot right now. And then this whole drama happens, this whole thing happens. It's not clear. There's murkiness, there's fogginess. It's like, learnt your lesson oh yeah, now come back. And then it's like coming back to that path of seeing things clearly, feeling things as they are. So yeah, part of the human drama. And that was also part of the Egyptian mysteries is we are creators and drama and story is a powerful creative outlet, right? 
our human stories are fucking powerful. They're even written in the stars in astrology, like in the deep, you know, it's embedded somewhat to have this creative human story. It just matters to what are we listening to? What are we believing? And how fast can we remember again to come back to that full remembrance? And in that full remembrance, we remember ourselves as basically at the end, divine children, which means we are nestled in the bosom of creation itself. And we are in a way abundant, we are prosperous. And what we do with that is ultimately, we share that gift, those fruits with others is the highest attainment, you are not keeping it to yourself, you're just generous, you're offering it up constantly to others around you, constantly in that offering. It's not yours. It never was. You know? So there's just beautiful different gateways, beautiful, of course, mythologies and stories, but ultimately this chaos, yeah, we create it in a way. Nature creates it. It's part of, I feel, the cosmic and earth journey until we get moments, flickers of moments where we're still in this full remembrance. And it's simple. It's so simple. And so like, yeah, just the permeating stillness that connects us to all and nothing at the same time. So yeah, yeah. Wow, Yazzie, I feel like I just went on a journey. I feel like that was just, I, I just, everything, every step of the way as you were speaking, I could just see life kind of unfolding. It was like a like a living meditation or something. Mm. <laughs> that was Thank you. And then I was just thinking, wow, chaos. It feels chaotic because we're in it. Yeah. The subjective mind. But if we're just able to take a step back, and view what's going on from a soul level it's all perfect it's all unfolding as it's yeah yeah like this was this was planned you know <laughs> this was always going to happen in this way yeah right like losing car keys for example how annoying that is so it could feel like oh this is chaos but it's the way we respond to what's happening you know I don't it's never I don't feel like life is ever like just one ah, like everything goes right all, all the time my god it never does there's like waves you know so um how yeah how to respond and to not take things personally I feel like the you know but a bit of shaking up totally like losing stuff forgetting things like but there's also a tension there's a magic in the tension of you know that uh, and it's how to start to dance with it and play with it that I feel is the key. Yeah. Being playful with the chaos. And there's a whole thing called chaos magic. And I know a lot of powerful witch sisters who work with chaos magic. It's only in the shaking up of everything that there's beauty. So this beauty and symmetry sometimes needs things to be fully shaken up so that a new order a new symmetry can come in so shaking things up I'm so for like it's important to shake things up change everything suddenly you know move all the furniture (laughs) 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 suddenly have something happen in life where everything is just going wrong it's like but when that happens to me now when everything goes wrong and I I, we've spoken about that too when it comes to travels or losing things or like you know like almost amusing it's like okay bring it on what else okay but in those moments I've learned to understand that something beautiful a new symmetry a new order a new beauty is about to enter my life so it's like okay you know might just like go with it 
but yeah, I've had moments where everything I touched or like just about, like, I'm like, what else, you guys? But um, like, yeah, there's kind of there's a lot. Huh? It's like of this is going to happen. I was waiting. <laughs> like it's not even a surprise, especially with traveling. We've spoken about this a few times. Like always, when we travel, something comes up. Whether it's- <laughs> passport or missed flight uh, another missed flight another missed flight book the wrong flight uh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I checked a thousand times I swear <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> exciting about the chaos I must admit like there's something that excites me a lot about the way that our globe is being shaken up right now and yeah I've, I've I felt this for a few years. I'll be honest. I have I've actually felt it for about ten years. Um, I've been very interested in you know the history of revolutions and human psyche and the way in which um, the the world has evolved. And I was feeling this for a while. Like I, that the world is actually not sustainable in the way that it's going. And I feel like there's something new coming. That's going to be a new movement, a new way of being, living, and existing. And I'm excited by this time because I can feel it's happening. Like the shaking is, is happening, the breaking down of structures, things like systems aren't communicating, things aren't really flowing and it's forcing, yeah, the, the, like the world and the, the old structures to crack. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's exciting. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it feels natural, but it feels like a natural decay, like in nature, things decay, break down to create fertilizer for something else. So it's, yeah, yeah, feels really important for this disintegration and decay of something old to become the nourishment for something new. Yeah. We're just the compost of the future. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To put it nicely. Yeah. always wanted to be just compost yeah well that's it yeah <laughs> fabulous compost magical compost. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh yeah. i just want to speak into this you know you mentioned the aquarian age and our beautiful sister mia when you know we were doing a sharing about this aquarian age and and she was like well you know beings are not realizing that the aquarian age actually means we are going to, you know, in a way, synthesize with technology and the Aquarian age is an age of technology. And, you know, I do see that, that we are kind of, you know, whatever is happening right now is part of a, you know, part of bigger picture cosmic plan that we are starting to upgrade and move with technology. And it's already happening. We're already so dependent in a way or connected to technology. And, just with all these upgrades how what is possible for the fast evolution of humanity Mm. and also where it's taking us away from the human heart to experience which is what you were sharing like the cold kind of more sterile Mm. so yeah I do feel that's a big part of the next centuries centuries uh yeah decades decades is um yeah like this journey with technology that we're on and you know, I was with a group of women kind of like sharing what is the motherboard of the new civilization? We obviously got to start, like there's something about speaking in these terms of the motherboard, but, you know, kind of with a pulse and a sap of something organic, like what is organic technology? So yeah, just feeling like that is something 
the more and more I feel into things in the future, or just sit and, you know, meditate or tune in, it's like, ah, oh, it's, it seems really, yeah, just like a really important part of our future. And yeah. Yeah, and also technology in the way that, like, what kind of technology are we creating are we using to to deepen to enhance our awareness um and our evolution not just you know in terms of like electronics uh, you know mm. that connectivity and also like the technology of of human connection mm. mm-hmm. the technology of, of the being technology of the mm. mind yeah what are we what are we using you know i was just recently living in a in a community and um, the technology that they use um, was created in the in the 70s and in the 80s and i noticed that they haven't actually adapted any new technology in terms of um yeah like meditations and processes and, and rituals and i noticed that wow, it's actually, it's, it's really important <laughs> to keep updating your technology because what, mm. uh, you know, 40 years ago is not really relevant now. And also if, if our systems about personal, like human systems keep upgrading and we keep learning more and more, then we need to keep moving with that. Mm-hmm. Our technology yeah. needs to be um, updating and, and upgrading so yeah this word technology I think it's going to start to mean I mean it, it already does it has many meanings but even more so yeah 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 I mean so much of our western civilization is based upon these ancient technologies that came from Africa and you know the Middle East and and um yeah it just feels like okay that's been done now so what's this new framework because it's operating on these old uh technologies that are now kind of got dusty and i do feel there's a revival back from these continents actually especially africa and like you know feeling like that remembrance of what these technologies stood for but they were very the science was infused with art the science was infused with nature it was an organic natural technology that kind of created things that we cannot no one can do till now but it wasn't coming from the human mind in a way it was when the human mind kind of just dissolved into a natural intelligence it was like they were operating from a system where there was no filter it was just nature nature is the most incredible like oh my god scientist artist ever like is creator itself so imagine tuning into creator energy takes a lot of self-worth I feel like the real worthiness of the human soul to say yes I am worthy of being creator and one would say, oh, that sounds egotistical, but actually I feel it's like void of ego. It's like, I am creator. So to have that mind, that intelligence on and like those systems to birth from the systems of natural intelligence. And I do see so many more beings, you know, especially in places with lots of permaculture landing of communities, Costa Rica's doing that, Portugal, like different places where we're gravitated to as we're starting to yeah want to create with nature itself like not feel like we're coming and dominating this land and creating our thing but it's like like you said the land is calling so it's like are you going to work with us 
like the trees are saying, are you going to work with us? The water speaking, you know, the, 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 the plants. And it's like, so this, this evolution of technology where it's embedded and infused with the nature around, I feel can lead to a whole new spiral of incredible magnificence that was back thousands of years ago. And it can be equally, maybe even more magnificent. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I've been really asking myself this question, what, what, art what creativity is going to emerge from this time mm. big moment in, in history and in every revolution or the renaissance you know there was always some sort of artwork or creativity that was unique to that time and so I'm wondering what's it going to be in this time because this is th this point in history in our evolution is very different to anything else we have advanced so significantly in the last hundred years. Like what is, what will it, our expression look like now once we merge technology and nature and chaos, which is not chaos and our humanness, you know, what is, what is going to emerge? Like I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, that is really exciting. I see it already happening, though, in places where there's just incredible festivals and gatherings. And yeah, what's really feeling good about the lockdown, which I feel has been a blessing, is that rather than have pop-up caravans everywhere, is like, okay, well, we can't do that anymore. So we're going to have to land this as a way of life mm -hmm. and eat our own vegetables and, you know, have the children grow up here as opposed to just go visit something and then go back. <laughs> it's like... So there's been really powerful things, beautiful evolutions already with the lockdown and with this time. So I'm, I'm feeling that's just going to keep giving rise and birth to beautiful creations. Yeah, especially when there's so much pressure and tension, it's like the catalyst for magic to burst forth. Like if I look at my life and I, when I was a young teenager and it was at that point where I couldn't take it anymore, I had such a deep depression that I was like suicidal. And it was that moment that changed me because it was all or nothing. And, you know, we're really being squeezed to that all or nothing point, like death or life, like it's all or not, you know. And so at these moments of such intensity and tension and, you know, oh, like I can't anymore, something new is created. And I do feel that there's like this pressure almost in the throat. It's like, what are you going to choose? <laughs> are you going to choose this? Or are you going to choose this new emerging civilization? And yeah yeah and I am feeling this like this squeezing and this tension it's it's starting to create a fracture and there's something mm. through this fracture and it, yeah it's, it's taking form yeah 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 mm -hmm. mm. Yazi, thank you so so much for mm meeting with me today in this flowy chaotic feminine way <laughs> thank you I've loved journeying with you it really did feel like a portal mm. thank you <laughs> I feel like I was just pulled into your world so yeah thank you and uh, where are you now in the world actually I don't, you're in Portugal right Oh, I'm in Spain just for uh, just for a few, like another week and a half. And uh, yeah, then back in Portugal. Yeah, I live between Portugal and Egypt. So that's kind of where home is at the moment. Yeah, yeah. 
also moving off to that land where you are and to Egypt when you're there. Thank you. Yeah, and to all of you in Australia, yeah, just feeling like the, um, the intensity, but with that level of intensity, something usually bursts forth and may it just create more freedom, like a real true sense of freedom. Yeah, which I feel is like one of the virtues and the deep heart soul of our being is like, what does it mean to be free? And that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Oh, freedom, what is freedom? Yeah, freedom in relationship, freedom with ourselves, freedom to be human, freedom as a citizen. So, yeah, yeah. Freedom to be human. Express mm. the freedom to choose. The freedom yeah. to exist mm-hmm. in the way that yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you.